Hello, everybody. This is RPG Cast 482 for November 17th, 2018. And I'm hosting this week. My name is Anna Marie Piratier. Hello, everybody out there in RPG land. Hello. Hi, Kelly. Hello. My real mouth is trying to eat my Pokeball. <laughs> Don't let him do that. Hi, Chris Piratier. Hello. And long time returning. Hi, Alice. Hello. Um, All right. So, Hi, Jonathan. Ah! ah! Surprise, Jonathan! <laughs> he jumped out of the grass. Quick, throw a bow at him. <laughs> All right. So, Alice, since you haven't been here for a while, why don't you talk about what you've been playing first? Um. So, uh, have people been keeping up with what has been happening in Warframe recently? There, there's no, a big expansion that came show. out. Well, yes. I do because. Clever does the Warframe uh, PR, so. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, so there's a large expansion called uh, Fortuna that came out recently with a really, really good song attached to it that really gets into your head and doesn't leave. Have you heard it? I have not. You've not heard We All Lift Together? Mm, nope. Oh, no, you really do need to go Sorry. and listen to oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, Fortuna is basically the open world area expansion that they've done for the planet Venus, which in the Warframe universe is a frozen hellscape. Because, you know, why not? Really? You know, Venus, traditionally the hottest planet in the solar system. No, it's just a snowball. Um, but since they already did an open world area for Earth, back with Plains of Eidolon, which is, oh God, I think that's at least a year old now. Man, doesn't time fly? Ugh. Yeah, so. Uh, they And they've just added a bunch of stuff, like, you know, hoverboards and stuff. I'm confused I, why the person in this We All Live Together video has a robot head. How does that oh, even that's, work? So, Fortuna itself is uh, a debt internment colony. Except, of course, this is the future, and there are a bunch of people around who worship money. Um, when you go in debt to them, they, like, remortgage your head. What is... Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do they get rid of your head? Oh, no, I think they keep it in cold storage. Oh. And, and then but... they, upload, they upload you into a robot head and then put that on. Hey, And if you pay off your debts, you can get your head back. But what if the robot head's better? Well, I suppose you could probably pay it off. Yeah. The whole point is, is well, you know, you're not paying off that debt anytime soon. Yeah. Because the guy running the colony doesn't, you know, cheap labor. There's, I'm sure there's an allegory here somewhere. For, there's probably 70 of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the enemy here are evil hyper-capitalists and you're supporting a workers' revolution. Hmm, this does sound a little familiar. Oh, no. Communism. Hmm. Hmm. Or something. I mean, Capitalism. <laughs> I mean... Ism. All the I isms. Mean, the I mean, the developers are Canadian. Ah, fair enough. Socialist. Yeah, it, it, it all makes sense in the end. But no, it's like... <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, uh, although admittedly, I have not been doing most of the, or at least some of the new content, because I have been leveling up my hoverboard, because I find that fun. I think in the original design documents, I remember them putting together for Fortuna, I think the idea was to have some kind of vehicle. Like, they originally had like a, you know, a four-wheeled off-road type thing. I guess someone at Digital Extremes were like, well, how can we make this, like, cooler? And then they went and listened to that one song from the Tony Hawk soundtrack that everyone remembers, and they were like, hoverboards, got it. <laughs> you know the one. If you've ever played the original Tony Hawk skateboarding, you know exactly the song I'm thinking about. That would not be me. I'm a failure. Uh, yeah, um... As for other stuff, um, Hitman 2 came out this week. Yeah. I need to figure out something with that. Stream it. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, the thing about Hitman 2 is it, I, it's basically Hitman 1 with some some extra little bells and whistles. I think a lot of the reviews have kind of said it's more of the same, which is fine because Hitman itself was a really good game. Mm-hmm. And... I think the one thing that IOI, the guys who do, um, the guys who now own Hitman, now that they've split from Square Enix, is they have some really talented level designers. Like the guys who made the Paris and Sapienza missions back in the original Fallout, and especially the Hokkaido level, which I know I've talked a lot about uh, on the cast before as being the best level out of the original game. Um you know, they they brought brought their A game and all of the levels in Hitman 2 are similarly really good. Yeah, and I've that's... been I've been I've been listening to people talk about this game and it sounds like, you know, if you haven't played the first one, you can play the first one all within this new game with the Yeah, with with, the the, with some with yeah, with the improvements. So the game looks slightly better, they've improved the lighting engine slightly. And now There's you can hide like... in grass. Yeah, the briefcase is back. So you can now hide your sniper rifle inside the briefcase like all good hitmen. Bring it right wherever you want in the level without anyone noticing. Woohoo. Yeah, it looks really fun. I didn't I, I enjoyed watching people play uh the first hitman. Um and my enjoyment went up the worse they were with the game. Um, <laughs> so Well there's some there's something to be said about the scramble that you do to recover from a bad assassination attempt. Mm-hmm. And the people I was watching over in Giant Bomb seemed to be bad at every, in, at every attempt. <laughs> so it was pretty good. Um, so I, but I, now the second one's here, and it's like, should I jump in and start doing this? And then I realize I, I have the best answer sitting right across from me in this room. I need to get Anna to play Hitman too and watch her. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you could do that. It seems as though that their split from um, Square Enix has only really caused one major um, one major casualty of the development, which was um, in the original Hitman, they had these pretty good-looking pre-rendered um, cinematics between each mission. They weren't particularly long, like a couple of minutes at most. Um, but they were, you know, they were polished. As it were, I think um, Square Enix kind of lent IOI a couple of their pre-rendered cinematics guys, um, and in the second game, they've kind of gone back to the they they they've kept the art style the same, 
but they've now gone to like almost kind of like motion comic style cutscenes instead. Yeah. Which is which okay, fine, you know, IOI did say that they lost a lot, you know, they had to lay off a lot of people when they broke off from Square Enix. You know, there must have been a lot of casualties as far as the budget was concerned and things like that. So, the fact that they've been able to maintain their um sort of maintain their quality in terms of things like level design and game design and stuff like that, while also going through a split with a major publisher is actually pretty good. So, and yeah, if you haven't played the first one, it is possible to play the first one within the second one, so you can play the whole thing anyway. Yeah, we even got sp- it for free. I think we did on Xbox. I haven't checked on that yet, Anna. Okay. There was some weird so, pricing error. <laughs> It's I I honestly as far as like sort of um, I'm not really sure how to kind of describe it like open world ish style plan your own way of doing this sort of thing it's it is a lot of fun uh, the two missions that I've really enjoyed are uh, the first one from the game which is um, set at a racetrack in Miami um, and one of the other ones which is set in an American um, like very stereotypical American suburb in Vermont. Like imagine like... You get to try to sell people houses, right? (laughs) Yeah, so imagine like, you know, 1950s white picket fences style suburbia. The hitman fits right in. (laughs) Yeah, isn't Vermont actually fairly close to where you are at the moment? No! (laughs) I don't know. I love the fact that you think so. (laughs) I don't know my geography very well, okay? (laughs) It's all right. Or at least I don't know where half your states are anyway. Yeah, and neither does Anna. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, she's Canadian. Get hey, he, he knows where my state is, though. Everyone knows where my state is. We, we let everyone know about it. <laughs> You're oh. Texas, right? Yeah. yeah the great say. state of Texas. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, te- Texas and Florida. Because, <laughs> you know... Yeah. My state is America's smack dab way. in the middle. <laughs> yep. Iowa? No, Kansas. Oh, okay. So, and here's the weird part is, is we are in the Midwest. We are neither mid nor west. (laughs) Discuss. Um... The other, um, the other locations are, there's one set in Columbia, um... Which is, I think, kind of meant to be very evocative of the Sapienza mission from the first game, which is set in Italy. Um, There's even um, uh, one set on an island, a fictional island in the Atlantic, which is very weird, but pretty cool. And also seems to be a Deus Ex reference, but there you go. Okay. So... Um, yeah, uh, and the other thing is, um, Disgaea 5 came out on PC. Ah, uh, finally. finally. <laughs> Sorry. Finally, like, yeah. seriously, that game got delayed how many times? No, I don't remember. Yeah, the point. original release date was either March or May. I think it, it was in March. They moved it to May, and then they moved it and to... And then they moved it to question, 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 question. And then, like, two weeks before it was supposed to come out, all of a sudden it's, we have a release date! Yeah, and it was in what late October or something. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, and even then they had to clarify that the PC version doesn't include um, quite a bit, or the uh, the 
online functionality for the most part. I don't think you're missing much there. No, I, I can't actually. I think the only people only really used it for like insane level grinding maps or whatever. But if you're yeah. not into that, you're not really missing much. I, I'm sure that you can find an insane level grinding map within the game because there's always at least one or two. Oh yeah, no, the the Disgaea games have been intentionally including insane level grinding maps ever since like I don't know the second game or something. Um, they've been they've been refining their refining their product. There's the the Disgaea series now for six games, including Disgaea D two. It's and and all of those PSP re releases. Yep, and Vita, Vita re releases as well, I guess. And, and Switch, and Switch, because it came out on Switch as well, isn't it? Yeah, Disgaea 5. yeah. yeah. I, I still need to finish Disgaea Five. I I got very distracted by shiny objects when it came out, and I just never got back around to it. Um, I remember talking about it because I I own the PS4, I own the PS4 version, but I never got any of the DLC. Um, so when they release it basically all on PC for cheap with all the DLC, I'm like, well, this is, you know, a good deal. Um, and I mean, I've already finished it like the, the single player, despite it's, I think it's actually one of the longer stories as far as Disgaea games go, but, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's getting into the post game and then the insane post game sort of, it's, uh, you know, do you, if you like big numbers or extremely tough post-game content and stuff like that, then Disgaea 5 is probably the game for you. Yeah, every single time I think I'm going to do that insane content, I get about to level 4,000 and then decide, nope, I'm done. I mean, you got a little bit further than I did in the original PS4 version, which was only about one thousand level 1,200. So. Yeah. But in this one, I did get one character to 9999. <laughs> the, 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 the numbers kind of make your eyes sort of water after a while. So. Well, because you're, you're basically playing the same map over and over, and it just becomes muscle memory at one point, and you're like, okay, I'm sick of this map. Yeah, this is why I'm glad, though, that they at least um, put that those things in to modify your AXP rates. So yeah. that generally you only have to do those grinding maps like, well, less times than before. It could be worse. It could be back in like Disgaea 2 before they introduced ways to effectively cheat your AXP rate. Yep. Yeah, I don't miss having to pass bills in the council to mess with all of that. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, otherwise, um, I mean, I've been playing some other stuff, but I've been not been on the cast now for, like, what, two months or something? More than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, recovery. Um, anyway, well, that's basically me. Um, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait to talk about the Final Fantasy fourteen stuff. Oh, yeah, we're going to have a big discussion about that later. So, yep. um, Jonathan, what have you been playing? So just recently, I guess I'll because I haven't been on in a few weeks too. Um, so I guess I saw Chris is also doing this, but Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> Chris posted an amazing video to his Twitter last night. So if you're I not following Sobin One Thousand One, get on that. Check out his video <laughs> where he gets run over by a coach. 
<laughs> I've seen actually that's a long line of videos of people running into things with their horses. It's pretty funny. There's a, that's I actually early on I did that. There's that you're supposed to chase that guy and he's right. He's trying to run away from you on his yep. horse and I guess he gets off. And I'm just chasing after him, and I didn't know about oh, no. slowing down yet. Did you I go just over ran the, him the hell over. Oh. No, I just ran that dude over. Oh, okay. He just, <laughs> he just screams, ah! <laughs> and I laugh. That's, so far, that was pretty funny. But I, I get into my normal issue I have with Rockstar games, and the same thing with the GTAs. And I don't know. They're just kind of not for me, I guess. It's I don't really like the combat of it. I, I I do like the attention to detail, the graphics, the game looks awesome, the voice acting is pretty good. The story isn't really much of a story so much as you're just kind of meandering around and doing things. It's I guess having these sandbox type things, I always kind of lose myself in them, and then I just stop playing it. And I just I don't know. That's kind of where I'm getting in this. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can suggest is like maybe focus more on the yellow missions because. You have a lot of time to do all that side stuff, but yeah, well, it's not for you. It's not for you. I can see that. Um, I'm kind of at a point where I've done so much side stuff. It's like I did have that thought of like, well, you know, if I just quit now, I'd feel like I had plenty of fun with this game. Um, yeah. But then I went and did some main missions last night, and Anna and I were having a great time watching that. And it's like, you know what? This is good still. Maybe I'll keep going. And that's it. I don't hate. I'm like, oh, this game's terrible, or I'm not having fun when I'm playing it. It's just, it's that problem where when I put it down and I go back in my room to play something, I'm not like, oh, I need to jump on and get some more Red Dead done. I, I usually just start do, wanting to do something on my computer or something else. Yeah. So that's the the thing I usually have with that, those games. Um, but other than I've probably, I'm in the, uh, I've probably played five or six hours, so not not a ton. So I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not gonna play it anymore. I'm not done with it, but it's one of those I'm struggling a little bit with. And then, uh, well, and then there's also other reasons because uh, a bunch of games are deciding to come out that I had some interest in. Uh, another is uh, Battlefield Five. I have the uh, EA Pass thing on the PC, so I get to play it early and been playing it early, and um, it's a really good World War Two shooter game. I'm not gonna go too much detail but uh the you know controls great the the single player missions i i did the second one last night uh, i liked it even more than the first one i think they're really well done they have some stealth elements they have some uh very good you know uh production values uh with the dialogue and such and it, it, there's some suspense so it, it's pretty fun um I actually played one one of those missions last night. Uh, if you if you like battlefield games and you like the World War II setting, this is probably you're probably going to enjoy it. They're they're still adding more content. I think they're having the uh, fourth uh, single player mission uh, coming out next month, and then the battle royale in the setting is going to be sometime early next year. So that's. Uh, so a bit on that, and then I've also been playing Fallout seventy six. How is that going for you? I'm actually liking. Oh, we lost him. We lose everyone, or just him? And, uh, I think not... just him. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're back. What was now. that? Okay. You. That's weird. Huh. 
I mean, I made a weird noise too. Well, um, I haven't even played with any friends yet, but I'm enjoying it a bit more than I thought I would. But I think my wife is going to get it. I know a couple other friends are getting it. So I think once you even get it with like a, a group, it'll be, uh, you, you'll, I guess it'll be more rewarding. I haven't gotten too far. I've gone in the first town and making, making the camp, uh, scavenging stuff. Uh, the biggest thing that's, it, it feels like Fallout 4 and a new setting. The biggest caveat being no NPCs, right? So your story is mostly done through your quest log and reading like hollow tapes and and notes and things like that. So it's a little bit different of a delivery. Uh, you do see, do see a bunch of other people just ru- kind of running around because uh, it is you know multiplayer all the time. Um, I haven't run into anyone obnoxious yet. I know it's just a matter of time. But uh, you know, the, when I first loaded in, uh, it, you, so you load in the uh, vault and you're making your character and you're mo- messing around, and then I'm walking around the little vault to, to do the little intro part, and I hear like talking in my ear, and I thought it was like a a web browser I had opened up, it was like auto playing or something, so it was pissing no, me other off. People. It was another guy that loaded in like 20 seconds after me, and then so he came and said, "Oh, this is another person." He was he was streaming on Twitch, so he was kind of talking the whole time and kind of talking to me back and forth through his stream because he was just kind of showing everyone, all of his followers, the game and such. And so we kind of goofed around together for a little bit, not like coordinated, but we we're just kind of running around, having to be doing some of the same things and then kind of meandering off from each other. And so for a while, I didn't see him. Probably 15 minutes, I guess he went to one place, I went another, and then I was running through town and I saw him again. And so I kind of walk up behind him and I go, hello, or something like that. And he whips around and goes, holy shit, it's you. You scared the shit out of me. <laughs> so <I got> it. <laughs> but uh, so that's, that's the extent of my interactions with others so far is really that guy on the first night. All the other people I've seen are just kind of running around doing their thing and I'm doing my thing. I know now I'm at the level, I think level five or six, where you can start fighting other people and interacting with them, either bad or good. So I haven't done that yet, but I know I can because they told me I could. I did see one like level 26 guy on the map with like a red dot on him saying there's a bounty for him. So maybe he did some bad stuff and we can kill him and collect. I don't know. I haven't ex- fully explored all the different um, different aspects of that. But uh, so far, so good. I could s- I could possibly see it getting old, maybe. Uh, but... I wonder what kind of harder in-game-ish content with a group of friends will offer. And uh, I think it's going to be one of those you make your... A lot of it's going to be you make your own stories type of multiplayer experiences instead of the game giving you the big story. So I know that some people enjoy that, and but then it's also dependent on the others you're playing with. So... It, there's there's kind of a lot of relying on the in the game design on how this multiplayer interaction is gonna gonna all work. So I'm interested to see how it's gonna turn out. Even just playing solo, I'm having fun. It feels like kind of like Fallout 4, really. So like I said, but without the NPCs, but you you know collect stuff, salvage stuff, upgrade your guns. You know the typical uh, you know maybe kind of like Borderlands in that way. You know what I mean? But you also get uh, scrap and things like fallout to where you can do base building creating new guns new mods drinks food you have to keep hydrated and keep fed so there's some survival adventure aspects to it um 
but I haven't really gotten into the base building stuff yet, so I'm interested to see how that's going to go. But uh, I'll report back whenever I get that far, and then maybe uh, after some of my, I can hook up with some of my friends in there and start seeing how uh, how that works. But that's mostly it for me. There's been some other games I've played, but it's been a little while, so probably not worth talking about right now. Fair enough. Well, who's that leave, Anna? Um, you. Me? Yeah, you're going to talk about Red Dead Redemption? Oh, do people even want to hear more about Red Dead Redemption? Okay. I, I mean, it depends. Do you have another heartbreaking saddle carry story? I, I do not. <laughs> no. No heartbreaking saddle carry stories for All this right, week. All right, then we'll go with Kelly and, and I'll kind of dive into your last game. Okay, so I am still working through Dawn of Sorrow, though I'm at the end of that game, and I'm kind of ready to be done with it because it gets so, it gets so hard towards the end of it with <clears throat> monsters with ungodly amounts of hit points, and you're just a little Soma Cruz with just a little poking stick to jab at demons and stuff. And... Um, I I kind of tried to clear my plate for the last game that I'm going to talk about, but I also finished um, Cosmic Star Heroine. I really like that game. Though I, I need to re-watch the ending because I kind of fell asleep when the end credits rolled. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, not necessarily because I found the game to be boring or anything, but because if you follow me on Twitter, you see that when I when I sit down on the couch and have my blanket, I get every cat in the house on me. I saw and that. Cats have sleep magic, and the, the more cats you have on you, the more sleep magic they produce. So that particular night, I had a full house on my lap, and I just was out like a light. As soon as the credits rolled, so I need to re- I need to rewatch the credits to that game. But that being said, I I love that game a lot. That was a nice little bite-sized fun sci-fi RPG. Definitely worth the wait to get the collector's edition. But like I said, I cleared my plate to talk about the game that probably everybody is playing this week. See if you can guess that Pokemon. Oh. Who's that Pokemon? I don't know. It sounds like Isn't my that cat Evie? who just walked in. No, that's Meowth. Yes. I hate the original Pokemon noises so much. <laughs> I'm I'm really at the point where it's like, why haven't they swapped all those out for anime voice clips? It's like just so terrible. Maybe because uh, they might have to pay the all the actors that do the voices. Oh, I don't know. Use the Japanese ones or I, I don't, something. Figure something out. It's probably licensing against <laughs> they, they're using, using the Japanese. They're ones. using the Eevee and Pikachu voice clips in this game. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's two actors. Two out of hundred. Yeah, but how many actors do you think there are? There's probably Couple only dozen. three people who does them. No. There's you probably can really a lot. Look that up, Chris. I could. I don't want to. But you're too lazy. I just want to complain. I'm an internet person. But yeah, I, I'm I'm in love with this game thus far. Nostalgia has fully grasped me. And I about cried when I saw Jesse and James show up, my original bad guys. With a non talking uh, meowth. He he might talk later. You don't uh, know. I guess I don't know. 
I, I don't know either, but yeah. Um, I, so this is the one where they've completely changed the catching mechanic into the go throw a Pokeball at it mechanic. Yeah, you don't fight, fight wild Pokemon at all. Which, you know, is really weird because it really kind of affects your moveset. Because, you know, I I had a Bellsprout level up and I thought, okay, I want Stun Spore and Sleep. Because that's what you do with Pokemon like you, that that have you. status effects. I never put Stun Spore or Sleep on anything for any reason. You Really? Yeah. Th- those are excellent catching moves. No. The, uh, the strike that leaves them with one HP, it's all you need. Well, false swipe, yeah, but as you get further in the game and they get harder and harder to catch, the status effects help. Yeah. But it doesn't matter in this game because you don't fight you don't well, fight Pokemon. Yeah, it's so weird. And yeah, it is weird. But at the same time, I kind of like it because you're not stressing so much about using up all of your PP to uh, save for trainer battles. Like, I was going through Mount Moon last night and realizing that I was having a much more fun time going through Mount Moon because, you know, I'm not having random encounters with Zubats every 10 minutes. So many Zubats. And I could just go fight the trainers and you know have fun fighting the trainers without stressing so much about yeah, you miss the other path of that you, you see all the pokemon in the wild mm-hmm. you can just walk around them yep yep and right now i'm trying to uh chain catch meowths to see if i can get a shiny though i don't know how long that's gonna last you gotta go real high i think with that so... oh you do yeah i was over 10 um for something and i wasn't finding any shinies Okay. Well, I might skip over that. It works. I just, I think you're in I was consistently getting um, tinies and huges, though. Okay. At 10. I'm I'm looking it up now. Let's find out. Let's see. Okay. Here you go. Um, At chain combo 1 to 10, you have no perfect IVs and the normal shiny chance. Chain combo 11 to 20, two perfect IVs. So that's, that's a... That's a huge that's jump. That's a big right there. jump just for chaining 11. Um, and a 2 out of 4096 shiny chance, or 1 out of 2048, I guess. Uh, cha- catch combo 21 to 30, three perfect IVs, and a 3 out of 4096 chance. Catch combo 31 to 70, four perfect IVs, and a 4 out of 4096 chance. Catch combo 71 and higher. Five perfect IVs and a four out of forty ninety six shiny chance, so one out of a thousand. Um, okay, that sounds like that might be a post game thing. I feel then like when... there is a thing you can get. Yeah, there's a shiny charm, um, and that makes it much easier to get the uh, shinies, and you get it for completing the Pokedex. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that, that might be yeah. a post-game thing, because one thing I'm worried about is being able to afford Pokeballs in oh, wow. this. So, And keep in mind that since the Pokemon spawn, you can see them on the map if they're shiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So once you get to 71, for example, you could just walk around waiting for a shiny to pop. Yeah, and if you accidentally get into another encounter, you just run away and it doesn't break your chain. Oh, it really? doesn't? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, that's true. It's right I'm here. pretty. Play- players can flee from that fight and not break the combo. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Time to chain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. 
Man, yeah, as long yes, as you Anna. run away. Yeah, Anna, you could go, uh, well, there's not that many Pikachus, so getting a five IV Pikachu would take a while, but pick something you like and then get a bunch of IVs on it, and you're going to have killer Pokemon. Hmm. Vaughn is yeah, like, no. what? I could just run away? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what else are you doing? Are you enjoy? Are you using the little Pokeball controller? Yeah, yeah. Except it ran out of battery last night because I I brought it to the movies me with too. me. Just you didn't with... even charge yours, Anna. You just <laughs> took it right out of the box and like, why is it out of power? I'm like, well, you it does need to charge. How am I gonna plug it in? Uh, it uses the same cable as your Switch. It doesn't fit. Click. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm annoyed because I didn't Great plug it in very good. I didn't oh. plug it in very good oh, last no. night, so it didn't so charge. Oh. Yeah. But, you can take um, off the the side controller and kind of treat it like a Pokeball. Yeah, it's yeah. Kind of the same. wirelessly. Yeah. Yeah, that that is my one complaint about the game is trying to play without the Pokeball is a pain in the ass. I do not like the one Joy-Con control in TV mode at <laughs> Daniel all. Daniel in our chat says, My friend was annoyed that all the ball controls were inverted. Then he realized he could just turn the ball around. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, the, the single Joy-Con controls can be a little bit annoying because it's not really intuitive. Particularly because you can't use the top buttons, uh, like the L and LZ buttons to, uh, you can use them to confirm, but you can't use one of them to cancel. And that doesn't feel very natural to me as you're going out through the world. It's the same issue with Dragon Quest XI. They've got confirm buttons, but no cancel button on the single player, single hand controls. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like you guys could fix that if you could, if they would just let you remap it, but you can't. Yeah. And I made the mistake of just unplugging one Joy-Con, but not the other. So at the end of my night, I went to go hit the home button and was like, "Oh yeah, the home button's all, all the way on the TV." So I guess I need to get up and turn the thing off like a Neanderthal. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I would. Yeah, other than the control issue, I, I'm loving this game so far. I can't wait to play more of it and see what, what other what other dudes I can catch. So yeah, I'm also playing Eevee. We're both we're both Team Eevee, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. One of my friends told me that he was playing um, Let's Go Pikachu, mm-hmm. and so I sent him like six disappointed gifs in a row. <laughs> It actually worked out perfect because my husband is playing uh, Pikachu and I'm playing Eevee and I just happened to get the version that has Meowth and it has the exclusive, which Meowth is my favorite Pokemon of all time. And his version has has his favorites like Mankey and Scyther and my version has some of my favorites like, yeah, Vulpix and Meowth and though I'm, I'm upset that he gets Scyther because Scyther is much better than Pinscher. cool so i'm like four and a half hours in i have two badges i have a meowth meow 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 um and my problem is is i don't remember a lot about gen one 
So I'm missing Pokemon as I go along. Well, I totally discovered. forgot there were Bulbasaur in Viridian Forest, and I never caught an Onyx in the cave. Yeah, I ran into the same problem. They, they, there must be different encounter rates in the version versions because uh, my husband caught a Bulbasaur right away and an Onyx right away. I caught away. a Pikachu right away, and my Pikachu was a girl. Yeah. So that made me happy. I also caught other Pikachus that were boys, but my first one was a girl, so that's the one I'm keeping as a Pikachu. I named my Pikachu Deadpool. <laughs> Appropriate. Uh, so um, I guess I'll wrap up what I've been playing, and then we'll go into Deadpool. Um, yes. I finished all three storylines in Ease Origin. Absolutely recommend that game. Absolutely recommend playing the third storyline. Fantastic. I actually kind of want to go back and platinum the game, which I never want to do for a game. So I guess that's a vote all by itself. Um, I also jumped into Mercenaries Wings, the False Phoenix on Switch today, or not today, uh, this week, because uh, I had to play something before Pokemon Eevee came out. Um, and that game is fantastic. It's just, it's nice to have a game that isn't overly complicated to play every once in a while. And honestly, Mercenaries Wings does everything that I want it to do right. They just, they make little changes to each game in the Mercenaries every time they make a new one. And it's awesome. Like, uh, Josh talked about the, the leader skills last week, and they're just fantastic. Like, Really, I didn't run into a leader skill that I didn't find a use for in some battle, which is really impressive considering that there's like 20, no, 10 or 15 of them. So, yes, so happy with that. Um, I did the Kingdom Path. So as Josh mentioned last week, partway through the game, that's Mercenary Kings, Chris. Yeah, I, I it's Mercenaries. See. Yeah, thank you. Um. So if you were watching this live on twitch.tv slash rpgamer, you would be seeing a video of Mercenary's Wings right now. I think it's the same video that he played last week. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so partway through the game, you have to choose a path. I decided to side with the kingdom, and so I did the kingdom path. You do find out at the end of that path why the game is called The False Phoenix. And so I'm really curious to go back and um, side with the rebels instead of the kingdom um, and see how the False Phoenix sort of rolls out in that storyline because things are going to change based on your decisions so like someone doesn't die because you're there that implies that if i go with the rebels they will die because i'm not there i thought you played all three no that's ease origin oh you have more mercenaries wings yes okay but for the moment i'm addicted to pokemon Eevee. yeah yay, what the yay, yay, yay. Even All his right. Voice is weird. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's cute though. <laughs> All right. So the, hold on. The more I see, sorry, the more I see you guys posting screenshots of mercenaries, the more I want to check it out. Honestly, I might pick. It is not an expensive series to get into. Yeah. Play the first three games, nah, then play the fourth play the one. one. No, honestly, if you're gonna play them, play them in order. They're not expensive. Um. 
I think each of the original games in the trilogy is maybe 20 bucks. The newest one, mm-hmm. $15. Super affordable to get four games. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I may very well check those out after um, I'm done with Pokemon because I, I could use a light SRPG. Yeah, I haven't played the first one. I played the two and three on the 3DS. That's what I played too. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of debating picking them back up on the Switch, but I have other games that I'm going to be replaying very, very soon on the Switch because uh, Atelier is coming out soon. Yeah, I was thinking about picking up this new one. I wouldn't say that I love the games, but they're pretty good. Easy to play and they're enjoyable. For what they do, they're fantastic. Yeah. They're not trying to be an epic saga. The story's fairly predictable. It's called Mercenary Saga. Right. (laughs) You know, it's got the most generic name in existence. How is it not trying to be an epic saga? Because strategy RPGs have suffered from bloat the past 20 years. You can't say it's not trying to be a a big saga. It's called Saga. It's still not trying to be an epic saga. Yeah. All right, so we're going to move on to the news. Somebody beat That's me. Hey! hey! Alex! The person that we... Ha- the person that writes all the news. Yay! Not all of it. No. Uh, we have born Yeezys now. Yay! Yay! So, Monday this week was really weird. Was it Monday or Tuesday? I can't remember. Well, is it Monday or Tuesday <laughs> that what? So three things all happened in a single day and they kind of, so the first thing that happened is a Toy Story 4 trailer got dropped. If you can call it that, it's more of a teaser. Yeah. And that pretty much within like 90 minutes got crushed by the news that Stan Lee had passed away. Mm -hmm. I'm sad. Thanks for making us sad. Next. (laughs) And then... Kind of in the midst of all of that coming to light, they Nintendo dropped a Detective Pikachu trailer for the new Detective Pikachu movie coming out next summer. It looks really good. It I looks... can't wait to watch that movie. Oh my it um it has realistic Pokemon in it. By realistic, they're all long haired, which I don't understand. But sure. It's like everything has a just a bit too much covering. <laughs> A a fan artist that is really famous for designing realistic Pokemon got hired to to do the art design on that movie. But they and, they, they take Pokemon and try and make them look like real Earth creatures. Yeah, this is this is take Pokemon and just like how would they look if they were as they were designed and like were in the real world? Yeah, which is a little different take. Although. The uh, the thing about this one is, I seem to remember the original call for the casting on uh, the Detective Pikachu thing was, uh, wasn't it Danny DeVito? Yes, and... That's what people wanted. That's what fans it, wanted, and basically people asked Danny DeVito, and he said, what the F is a Pokemon? Or did he say, <laughs> what the F is a Pikachu? Yeah, yeah I think it was, what the F is a Pikachu. So instead they got Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. when they announced Ryan Reynolds, people were upset, and they said it should have been Danny DeVito instead. But this is amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love him as the voice. He's so snarky. Pika, pika. Does he really need more work right now? We can't find... No? All right, fine. He's fine. awesome as Pikachu. It, he sounds it's like... Fine. It's fine. It's not... Not what I want, my detective Pikachu. Not <sighs> my detective. Hashtag not my detective. Also, 
What does Jigglypuff sound like? It's what I want to know. <laughs> oh, right, I guess it's just going to sound like normal Jigglypuff. Well, I mean, I was going to say, the funny thing about that one is the Jigglypuff appeared to be the one from the animated yes, series. Yes, she's very upset because she was singing <laughs> and the person she was singing to fell asleep. And she's got the and marker also, microphone. And you got the, yeah, you got the marker. Yes. Also, apparently Jigglypuff is, is um, fuzzy and some people are very upset about this. It's like, what did you think that swirl on her forehead was? No, she must be Flesh. made out of latex. Well, no, I I mean, you really, really don't want to know what an anthropologist friend of mine said that that swirl on her head was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we don't know. We don't want to know what the swirl is. We did, however, discover that Mister Mime doesn't have hair. Those are bony protrusions. Yeah, well, I mean, Mr. Mime is terrifying, but isn't that the point? Mr. Mime marries moms. That is literally canon. What? Who's mom? Part of the Pokedex what? entry for Mr. Mime, and I can't remember which game it's from, is that he marries mothers of sing of single moms of little boys. That's just, um, that was somebody having fun with uh, how Ash's mom has a Mr. Mime. Um... Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Um, look at his shoulders. They're just kickballs. <laughs> They're yeah, dodgeballs. Yeah. That like, blew my mind when I noticed that crazy? it. <laughs> it's like, um, and, this is and, weird. <laughs> and also that, that scene had me in stitches, particularly when he put up a light screen or whatever it was and Pikachu slammed into it. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> And also, yeah, we're Mr. not Mime talking like about the other thing. Rubber. That's what's weird. And it's like, what? And we're not talking about the other thing in the trailer. Existential Crisis Psyduck. Oh. That, that Psyduck has seen some crap. That Psyduck yeah. has seen things. <laughs> Can we talk about Greninja and his tongue, which must be picking up way too much crap from the environment as he walks around in it? Because, oh my gosh. Yeah, Greninja always has his tongue I out, know, though, because it's, it's big. You and could ah. see all the little little taste buds, and it was like, this is can't be pleasant for him. <laughs> yeah, well, right. Maybe he likes the taste of everything around him. So, yeah, that was that was just one day this week. That was just a weird, weird day. Um, and then <laughs> Microsoft had... <laughs> Sorry, I just got I just got Psyduck up on the stream. <laughs> that Psyduck has seen things, Chris. I'm telling you. Anyways, uh, Microsoft had a big uh, press thing this week called X O eighteen, like 2018, but replaced the two with an X. Yeah, they've they've been doing XOs since um. X08, X09, X0 stuff like that. So, okay. and then apparently, once they got past 2010, they just kept still putting an O in front of it. I don't know. Okay, it's their version of PSX. Yes, even no, we'll discuss that later. Um, actually, I'm going to put it in the notes. So that we remember to discuss yeah. it. All right. Um, the thing that is relevant to RP gamers is three things. What? Um, number one, Microsoft has acquired InXile and Obsidian. So, yay? I maybe 
Nay, so in, nay, in Exile, nay. the people who made the Shadowrun games? No, that's uh, Harebrain, and they got Hairbrain. they partnered I keep, with Paradox. I keep, it, goodness, in in Exile, Exile is Wasteland. It, Wasteland of Bardstale. Yeah, Wasteland and, of Bardstale, uh, all right. They also did the other one, the... Um, Torment? Yeah, Torment. Yep. Escape Torment, all right, cool. All right, and then Obsidian is Obsidian? Yeah. Though I think in a lot of interviews, Avalon's been saying Obsidian, Fergus, or Kruhart, or however he pronounces his name, has been trying to, or shopping Obsidian for a while now. So. so Obsidian did way old school. Obsidian makes like sequels for other people. Sometimes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big part of how they started. Like the old Baldur, uh Was it Baldur's Gate? No, the Icewing, no, Icewing um... Dale, right? There are some Night, of the Black Isle guys. Is the one that I, yeah. Well, I mean, they did that, yeah. Um, well, they had, a lot of them are from the old Black Isle. Um, yeah, I was combining them with Black Isle in my head because... And so yeah. they, they came over, start, well, first they made a different company, which was, uh, they did the Temple of Elemental Troika, and oh. then they, uh, Troika didn't go, and then they made the, the, came together for Obsidian, and then um, those guys, are yeah, so a lot of the, those old dudes from... The old Baldur's Gate, Icewind Dale, Fallout days. And then their latest things they've been doing is Pillars. And then I think Pillars 2 didn't sell as well as Pillars 1, so. Cool. Yep. And yep. and then fast forward. What did they They did Alpha Protocol on their own. That did yep. not go well. <laughs> um, and then the Pillars, of course, like you mentioned. And, all right, cool. So Microsoft's yeah, pick them up. Two in the other place to be yeah. Things. yeah. So what was, what was the point of all that? I don't remember anymore. Xbox One event. Yes. Um. So two studios acquired that make RPGs. They announced that the Good Life is coming to Xbox One, which is, um, that game where at night everybody turns into dogs or cats, depending on what you choose. Yeah. Yep. It's a sweaty game. Yes. Mm-hmm. And perhaps most interesting to our staff, at least, was the Final Fantasy Thirteen trilogy became backwards compatible on Xbox One and isn't on Xbox and Xbox Xbox One and Xbox One. What's the fancy one? S. Who's been X? Who's been X. waiting for a chance to replay all the Final Fantasy Thirteen games? Wheels. Oh, okay. apparently it's enhanced really it, it, nicely. It on would the be Xbox wheels, one wouldn't X. it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> So if you're interested in playing that trilogy, that is a definite good way to do it. You can certainly find those discs for cheap. Yeah. Although they might go up in price now. Yeah. Um, or you can just buy them digitally. Um, Path of Exile has announced an expansion called Betrayal. And even better is this expansion is coming to the PS4. So, um, this is the fourth expansion of the game. It has you going after a a super secret cabal. It's the fourth expansion this year. Oh, wow. Sorry, my bad. So, I was watching a video of this, and basically there's like this chart that has people on it that lead to other people that lead to other people that lead to like one guy up at the top in the middle. And the idea is is you don't know who any of these people are to start, and so you have to figure it out. So there's, like, cabal places you can go to. Sorry, it's the Immortal Syndicate. There are Immortal Syndicate places you can go to. 
Um, and once you've defeated the people there, you capture a named person and you have to choose between killing them, um, sending them on a mission to betray their former allies or interrogating them. And you may not yeah, have right. all of those choices at once. You may need to like interrogate someone to get them to betray their allies. You may have to kill someone to get someone else to betray their allies. Yeah, those are just encounters. So you'll basically get one encounter for every single like place in the game you go to. Yeah. So they so, sort of appear naturally, and then you build up to being able to raid like the hideouts for each arm of the syndicate. Yeah, so and there's load, and basically you get a load of items from doing that. So yeah. you're sort of building up to being raiding them and getting loads of items. Yeah, and so the four people. Um, near the very top represent the four arms of the syndicate fortification, transportation, research, intervention. And once you've figured out who those four people are, you can then start working on who's the leader of this all. Oh, yeah. The, the idea is that you're actually supposed to be able to change who those four people are because each of them get associated with a certain type of item. So you want to try and get the people with the sort of item that you want into those positions, so then when you raid them, you get their item, basically. Nifty! So yeah, that's, course... what, that's what most of the decision stuff is for. It's to basically manipulate who's in charge of what. Cool. So yeah, that this this seeing this in action actually makes me interested in the game. We'll see if I play it. It's a very good game. Yep. But very deep. Um, so if you're a fan of Nipponichi software developed games, they announced, um, a new IP. Destiny Connect. So, this... so it's coming out for the Xbox One and, uh, you'll be able to try again, play, uh, with Skittles the Tiger no. coming back and see what his destiny was. No? Anyways, this is an original RP JRPG. And it comes out in Japan on PS4 and Nintendo Switch February 28th. Um, and all we know right now is that the game predominantly revolves around a girl named Sherry, a boy named Pigrio, and a robot called Isaac. It looks like a traditional JRPG. Yep. Not a tactical thing. Nope. The uh, character designs look very PS1 to me, and I kind of <laughs> like that. Um, Who's the director? What else has he done? Anything else? That we we know? don't know those details yet. All right. We know the name of the game that it's coming out. Well, in the February. director is Yo no. I mean, the name is Yoshihiko oh. Toda. The know. question is, is he been on like other? Is this by the Disgaea people or just the Disgaea company? You know. I... Yeah. All right. I mean, cool. they make a lot of different games. They don't just make Disgaea. Yeah. Well. Whatever. Yeah, I think the writers from. Another developer, which I think did the longest five minutes. Okay. Oh, I don't know if he was. Oh, I don't know if he was involved in that one though. All right, so um, there there was an announcement this week for a new game called The Hero of Death Trap Dungeon, and this is based off of old school game books from the eighties. So these were like choose your own adventure books, right? Yeah, uh, haven't we played other games like this? Yeah, we have. This is starting to become a genre. Yeah. So they are looking for funding of this game through FIG. So they're looking for $200,000. $200, $200, um, 
Um, and they plan to launch the game on PC and Mac. And they really want to have it out at the end of next year. So if you're interested in backing that, head over oh, to Fig. Wait, 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 wait. Does this... Oh, if they got a program, Anna, that means we need to do a Fig check. For $20, you get a t- copy of the game. They're already at 50%, by the way, folks. So this is doing better than most campaigns I see. And then in the top end, $750, you can be a quest designer. So that's their big, big thing. So. Yeah, it's kind of weird on the funding because that 50% came pretty much immediately. Yeah. So really? I don't know where that came from. And then so it, someone did not... an investment, maybe. Yeah, basically. Oh. Because you can also invest on figs. So. Yeah, you yep. can. Interesting. So this looks cool. We've we've liked all of the games that we've played like this mostly. Yeah, we haven't finished any of them. No, or... and the thing is, is I'm more inclined to play something like this on an iPad than I yeah. am on a computer. Well, so. you you can play some of those on an iPad. You still I have them. lots of them on my iPad. Yeah. I've played through like almost all the sorcery the, series. The sorcery series, but what about um? There's the... that one that keeps coming to packs and never Fire actually Top gets Mountain released. Or whatever, no, Firetop or... Mountain. I played in full on the computer. You did? Yes. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, what was the other one that keeps coming to PAX? The, uh, that's the one that's on the iPads, and they track how many people die. Yeah, I think that is actually out. You just haven't played it. Okay. But, yeah, sure. Okay. They keep bringing it to PAX every year like you, it's not This out. game, this Warlock of Fire, you've played this game yeah. that I've got up right now. Yeah. Was it any good? It was okay. It was just okay? It was fine. Oh. I was looking forward to it. Never got into it. Um, We have it on iPad, too. Oh. So, you know, you have options. You bought it on iPad as no, well? No, it, Emily does the PR, so I got codes. You got codes? Yes. Oh. All right, sorry. That's a sidebar. Hi. What Hello. are we talking about? Hero um, Death Trap Dungeon. All yeah. Right, moving we're, on. we're moving on to, <laughs> to a canceled game. Oh. So. Must um, have been for Vita. <laughs> how'd you know? <laughs> I read the headline. So this was, this has been a weird, weird game. So way back in 2015. VanillaWare announced 13 Sentinels and they gave us almost no information in like one screenshot. And then it disappeared until late 2017, early 2018, at which point um, there were rumblings that it was coming back. And then um, it was on the list of games that Atlas was going to show at E3 2018. And then it disappeared from that list. Um, And now VanillaWare has announced that they're um, delaying it indefinitely and thus there won't be a vita version. and thus just, the, the vita version is canceled it's I'm, just gonna be ps4 i mean they have no choice there i mean you have to get your vita games in by a certain deadline if now. you want a physical copy yeah i mean you can still do digital releases yeah, i'm sure they're gonna cut that off eventually too. they're they're gonna but why would you focus on a vita title right now we're do, already do the past one. the deadline for um confirming that you're gonna do a physical release in the first place that was like june yeah guys the vita's dead no, it isn't. It's dead. <laughs> Long live the Vita. <laughs> Team handheld. <laughs> you got to switch. You're playing it like right now. Yeah, but before that, I was playing. I'm saying you Vita. have a T. Te- well, all right. You have a, a handheld. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, THQ Nordic has announced that it is oh, acquiring by the, way, the rest of the by world. By the way, just so you know, Team handheld folks, the 3DS is dead too. No. Well, we're getting Persona Q too. I know. Maybe. <laughs> and you're Watch Three. <laughs> All right, fine. It's not dead yet. I got my eye on you. They haven't yes. officially announced Persona Q two yet. I could have sworn that that was that that got announced no. for a Western. Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. Okay. I'm... 
I hope that it gets announced. Yeah, me too. <laughs> my uh, my coworker Taka has been rubbing it in because he's going to play the Japanese version, and he's been like, "I'm going to play Persona Q too." And I'm like, "I hate you." Anyways, THQ Nordic has acquired the world. What? Oh, did they buy Microsoft finally? No, no. That's what we're waiting for. Um, but they acquired uh, several new um, studios. The one that we care about um, is... Um, Logic Artists. No, no, they didn't acquire Logic Artists. They just itself. bought the they IP. They bought the Expeditions oh. IP from them. Which is Expeditions Conquistador and Expeditions Viking. So I, even though they I, didn't buy Logic Arts and they just bought the IP, Logic Arts is going to make an Expeditions game for them. And for those of you who are like, I don't know what Expeditions is. Expeditions games are turn-based RPGs with historical settings. So if you play Conquistador, you get to come to America during the 16th century as Spanish forces invade. Um, That originally came out on PC Mac Linux in 2013. If you are more interested in Expeditions Vikings, you get to play in Norway and Scotland during the Viking raids of the 8th century. These games are out and they've been out for forever. Like, pimp them like they're new. Like... They bought that IP. Yeah, and the they're story. making a new one. <laughs> All right. Oh, so okay. If you, you are interested up, in yeah. jumping into this series, there are two previous games, games that are unlikely to be connected via story. Um, okay. Um, there was also Final Fantasy Fan Fest. Hey, Alice. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you've been so, waiting for this. Yeah. One. <laughs> so, someone walk through this because uh, I'm I'm a little iffy on some of this stuff. Right. Well, what do you want to know? Final Fantasy XIV yes. is an amazing game, and you should play it. The so there's a new expansion, <laughs> there's a new race, yep. there's a new class. Okay, so they haven't actually officially confirmed a new race, but Yoshi P did come out on stage in a Bugs Bunny outfit. Oh, like, not an outfit, sorry, here, Bugs Bunny t-shirt. <laughs> and they were talking about Peter Rabbit. And yeah, there's so- also a big reminder that the Return to Eva series is about to finish. I don't know what connection that's my i don't know i mean I... <laughs> vera oh excuse me oh and they and from. they released one of the beast tribes as the numo who are also from the Ivalis series hmm. it's like we ha- already have everything from the Ivalis series Man. except for bunny girls that one thing that's missing mm. bunny girls so the question is though is do they throw in the viera or do they throw a curveball by including those other bunny girls which i think were in a2 Oh, yeah. Um, FFTA2 bunny girls. I have no idea. I Um, I thought that the only bunny girls were the Vieira. Yeah. No, the second race of them, and I can't remember their name. Um, Hang on. See, what I was wanting to know is if you're going to have bunny girls. There were Vieira in A2. Yeah, but there was also another bunny race. All right, well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's called the Moogles. In Tactics Advance, the Moogles look kind of rabbity, right? Um, from Malta, maybe? They're different style Moogles. Hang on, hang on. I want playable Moogles. Check this out. <laughs> look at the ears on this Moogle. He's totally playable. Let's do this. He can walk. I want Moogles. What are the other races people actually want? I know Viera is like a big one people complain about, right? And instead they got Dragon Girls. Are there going to be... There are no male Vieira. Uh, there's gonna, been no seen male Vieira. We're going to have a female-only race again. 
Um, yeah, except but it's not female only anymore. You can play male Mithra. No, no, we're gonna have a female only race again if they add Viera, because there maybe are no there's males. I don't know. So here's the problem: is is there's Mithra and Manthra. So we got to think of a good demeaning pun for male Viera. Well, I mean, you have to remember in Final Fantasy. 11, they didn't have male Mithra or right. female Galka. They had one male Mithra. They had one male Mithra. Oh, and yeah. Can't you play as a male ma- Mithra at this point? I thought they added that. No, not, not in 11. 11, no. Okay. Um, and then in 14, they didn't have... I don't think they actually... They didn't have the male Makote or the um, female Rogadin at release on 1.0 release. They were something that were added in 2.0. Yeah, you can be a Manthra in 14 now, because I think I have one. Yeah, you can. Um, so I, I, given that they recently made the the traditional, like, Playgirl bunny outfit you can get from the Gold Saucer, that was originally locked to female characters only, but in one of the more recent patches, they changed that so it can be equipped by any character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I have a suspicion that if they're going to put Viera in, they're going to, um, they are going to design a male. Uh, maybe they'll just be ungendered yeah. and like all of them yeah, can wear whatever. Maybe, but I'd say I think it the uh, it's more likely that if if you want to play as a male bunny, I think that may be happening. Hmm. Um. The other, so the other major thing they announced, um, aside from a sort of cinematic teaser trailer, which is probably only going to be like fifty percent of the actual thing. Give, Playable um, chocobos. No, no, no. Am I the only the one? Other who wants they, that? So the other thing yes. was <laughs> the uh, the the one job that everyone has been asking for for years now has finally happened. Dark Knight. They're adding. No, they're adding Blue Mage. <laughs> oh. I think they're going to add Dark, Dark Knight, too. <laughs> Dark Knight already exists, Chris. Oh, does it? Oh, okay. Yeah. It, oh, there you I, go, the, Dark, Dark Knight was added an expansion ago. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. No, Blue Mage. And yes, you do have to do the Blue Mage thing. Yeah. No. Not for if you me. Le- <laughs> if you want to learn to kick things in the balls, you're going to have to get kicked in the balls. <laughs> That's how Blue Mage works. That's how Blue Mage works. Um, they, I mean, they seem to have a, um, given that the art that they've released, um, like the keynote art for Blue Mage, it kind of really reminds me of Persona 5, actually. Mm-hmm. With the kind of like the fancy... has got lots of swagger. Yeah, so they got like these fancy masks. Um, the it's tuxedo mask. Yeah, it is basically that. My but job here is done, it. but you haven't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> and they're armed with um, canes. Yep. Yeah, cute pimp jokes or whatever. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is a pimp cane. Isn't it, though? Oh, goodness. Yeah. Because yeah. um, they did release... Um, so they're actually planning... Blue Mage is actually coming out before the expansion releases. Um, that's actually now planned for the it's next part of major... Part I guess. No, yeah, yeah, that is now planned for the next major patch, 4.5, which is the one that also finishes off. Which um, is probably good because you have to spend so long collecting all the abilities. <laughs> You'll be yeah, done by I the time it, the expansion it, comes out. <laughs> probably. Uh, the other thing they said, though, is that they're limiting Blue Mage, I think it was, to level 50. Oh. Bear in mind, the current current level cap is 70. Oh. Now, I think this is probably because um, 
it's I think they said it was a like an early access or limited job or something like that in the um, presumably the abilities between 50 and the new level cap of 80 haven't been finished yet yeah so it's it's like a it's basically like a playable preview of blue mage before the expansion comes out which is actually you know nice it, it would have been interesting if they'd done the same for uh one of the jobs that came in stormblood hmm. so, they're gonna they're gonna have a blue mage only dungeon yeah whatever that means um the other thing the other thing they've teased are um, apparently they're going to include endgame content for crafters. Like, I don't know what that means. Does that mean that you, you form up a raid of crafters and go uh, and kill no, things to death saying it's tied, it's tied into rebuilding Ishgard. Yes, so apparently we're going to be rebuilding Ishgard, which is everyone saying, oh, we're going to rebuild Ishgard. Does that mean we might finally get an Ishgard housing area? Well, he, did, he did say that perhaps we might, perhaps we'd like to live there. <laughs> yeah, he, well, definitely, he definitely tried hinting at it. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I know a race we could do that's actually in the game already: playable dragons. Huh? Huh? I think you'd have to change too much of the game to fit them. Ah. Didn't I also read that one of the unannounced classes is going to have gun blades? Yeah. Um. That was in the um. Uh, it was in the trailer, but also uh, there have been, has now been. They're kind of teasing a gunblade wielding class in the current patches in the same way that they teased ninja before ninja happened, hmm. um, and also kind of half teased uh, machinist before machinist happened in Heavenswood. Hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, people are saying there was a, a series of leaks, which I think correctly predicted the title of the um, expansion. Um, the three suspected classes were a Blue Mage as a damage dealer, a Gunblade wielding tank, and Dancer as a healer. Oh, time so to get those ribbons. Yeah, so it's um, so weird. We are kind of waiting to see because. Uh, the way they stagger these things is they announce something new at each fan fest. Yeah. So the one in the, the one happening in Las Vegas at the moment, which melted like two or three of my Discord servers yesterday as the announcements were coming in. Um, they uh, <clears throat> they will have another fan fest in. I think the next one coming up is in Tokyo, and the one after that is in Paris in February. And it seems that they're targeting an early summer release for the expansion next year, so sort of like June or something. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, also, trusts are coming. Oh, yeah, the trust system from Final Fantasy XI. So I know I've talked that about That usually this means there aren't enough people playing your game. Well, I suppose, in a way, they've kind of been teasing that they've been wanting to do something like this for a while um, with the NPC squadron missions you can do in-game yeah, currently. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, so imagine imagine what they're doing is they're recycling some of the AI that they used for that to make trusts. Okay. And I suppose I can see their reasoning for it in that they may want, like, solo blue mage players to not have to rely on other people in order to learn their act, like job actions and stuff. Mm. Um, so that you can, if you build up trusts, you can do like dungeons solo. Who knows? 
Oh, and this is oh, this is weird. What? So new there's game plus? okay, yeah, that new game plus is one of them. Like you're going to be able to go and like do old content at high level apparently. Yes, I think that's um, going to be you can reset your like or set your story progress back so you can like redo any of the, the main scenario stuff over again. Uh, that might be that it may also reset the EXP you can get for them, so it becomes an alternate way of leveling up. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you were like, eh, well, you know, I if I feel like I could do, like, the level 1 to 50 story again or something like that. You yeah. could new game plus and then level a new... For for those of us, like, for example, all of my classes are level 60 minimum, but it would be pretty cool to... Um, uh, like, restart the, the Stormblood story. And then get all the EXP from it again. And it looks like you can also jump to other people's servers if they're in your same data center. They're yep. going to add that. That's weird and cool. So if you well, it's something that um, Guild Wars Two already does. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, I think that 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 thing is coming out before uh, the expansion as well. They'll be testing it next patch. So. I like that. So then, um, yeah, your friends who are also on the U.S. data center and they've been like, oh, man, I chose a different server than you and my character is like already maxed out. I don't want to start a new one. It takes a bazillion years to get up to max level in Final Fantasy XIV um, unless I pay the, the Yoshi P tax. Um, what am I saying anymore? I don't know. I said Yoshi P and I meant um, I got lost. Was the tax? What's his name? <laughs> is it Yoshi P? <laughs> Alice mm-hmm. Yoshida. Is it? Yeah. What about is him? Yoshi P? The the summary for him or is that someone else? Yoshi so P lost. is the PlayStation Thank guy. Thank you. Thank you, Anna. All right. The tax that you pay Yoshida. The Yoshida tax. What's his? What I'm... What do you call that? When you pay to level up? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, you mean the um the. Uh, boost potion things. Boost potions, yeah. Pay your Whatever. tribute to the master, and then. Uh, also, I've actually just noticed a spelling mistake in the article. Oh no! Yeah, uh, the you spelled Naoki Yoshida's name wrong. Oh, Alex, what's wrong with it? Yeah, uh, Naoki, N O A K I. I'm pretty sure it's N A O K I. That's what's here. Noaki? I've wrote it several times. It's probably somewhere else. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one under the Shadowbringers uh, Amano artwork. Okay. Which well, actually does look pretty yeah. damn cool. So let's talk about that artwork. Um, Odin? Oh, yeah. that That's almost certainly Odin. Yeah. And bear in mind, Odin does already, you know, already appears in 14. Oh, does he? I don't remember. Yeah, so there are two ways that he appears. There's a there's a there's a, there was a end game fight against him as part of level fifty content, yep. but he's also a random fate spawn in South. I think it's Swells, anywhere within the Black Shroud, uh, and he takes on the appearance of uh, the player who delivered the last hit to him the last time he appeared, mm. um, because something about how the sword is actually Odin or something. Good right. stuff. And unfortunately, I need to step off. <laughs> <I've> been... 
Well, as long as you're hey, in for the important I've been holding out. Special but, Final yeah. Fantasy XIV consultant, Alice Wilkinson. Thank you. Thank you. And I really want to get into fourteen again. Hey, come join us. Come join us on Leviathan. The free company that I run is still there. Res Arcana. I'm in it. I just haven't had no time. I haven't had any time to play at all. Yeah, I just haven't played <laughs> oh, time. All right. He does go by the nickname Yoshi P. Ha-ha! <laughs> okay. Yeah, he does. But the Yoshi Anyways. P that you're thinking of? No, this is the one I was thinking of. I'm done. Okay. I'm out. What's our next news story? <laughs> um, So, Sony announced a few weeks ago that they weren't going to so have weird. a PlayStation experience this year. Yeah. And then this week, the ESA put out um, a press release, as they always do, um, usually in early December, basically saying, we're really excited for this year's E3. And it has quotes from the big three, which is Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony. And some smart people noticed that this year there were only quotes from Microsoft and Nintendo. And so basically everybody beat down Sony's store and Sony was like, yeah, we're not going to have a booth at E3. Yeah, which is weird. So and I'm not no really press sure. conference either, apparently. Yeah, no press conference. Nothing. Just not going to go. So um, the new floor plan is um, a giant booth for Fortnite and a Konami booth next to it. And that's going to be E3 <laughs> next year. Someone made that. I have no idea where it was from, but it was, it was amazing. amazing. <laughs> so, and I mean, what was particularly galling is like, basically, as soon as this news broke, Microsoft put out a tweet that's like, we're excited to be at E3 again this year. And it's like, yeah, okay. Except you <laughs> confirm to A, you're going to do a booth, and B, you're not just going to be doing FanFest stuff? No, they can't. No, because it was particularly eye-rolling for me because they didn't have an Xbox booth last yeah, year. They, they had, had no a booth mixer booth. Yeah. So, so it's like, yeah, okay, getting a little snotty on that one there, Microsoft. And um, somebody, I think it was Ubisoft, maybe, I can't remember. Somebody made a joke tweet that they were going to have two press conferences this year and then very quickly deleted it. Because that, that would have gone over like a ton of bricks. So yeah, if you were hoping to come to E3 and play Sony things, you're probably out of luck. Um, I just don't think they want to admit that they're in a rebuilding year and the PlayStation 5 isn't going to be until 2020. So, yeah, hard hard to parse that without more information or insider information anyways. All right. So we have some editorial content. So if you're looking for reviews, we have them. Um, this week we have reviews for Infinite Adventures. Infinite. We have review for OK KO. Let's play Heroes. OK. KO. Um, and, of course, Josh wrote his Missionary Wings review, as he promised. We have a double it's dose. It's not a saga. We have a double dose of backlog in the year from Sam, because she was in um, Japan in September, uh, getting us awesome TGS coverage. So there is a September-October edition. And then we have a Pokemon Let's Go Eevee impression. So if you're still on the fence about whether hashtag team EV is the best. Covered that pretty well in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So we're <laughs> we're not gonna continue to go through that. Um we have some brief news. Um Briefs. sword boxers. Uh Anties. Song <laughs> <laughs> Uh Sword Ant Online Lost Song is available now on PC. <laughs> 
Um, Desert Childs, the game that no one, none of us have liked every time we've seen it, is coming out in December. I don't remember this one. It. I'll no, I'll explain to you what it is after the show because I'm going to oh, sound really weird, really pissy trailer. when I talk about Hover it. bikes. Yeah, it's oh, a hover bike RPG. Oh, what's wrong with this? When did you see this? I'll explain it to you after the podcast. Okay, cool. Actum Cthulhu Tactics. When are you going to play that? I have two codes for it now. I need to email <gasps> them. I need to like send one of them to Alex. Well, get on that right yeah. after the show. All right. Um, if you are interested in seeing Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden gameplay, we have a deep dive of that. I'm actually really interested in this one. Yeah, I. I, that I'm doesn't surprise for. me. This this is like the Western <laughs> RPG right up your alley sort of game. No, it, it, it's like XCOM. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, we have more information for Dragon Quest Builders 2, which, if people remember from a couple weeks ago, Nintendo actually leaked. Mutant Year the... Zero is the one where you play as a duck who's got duct tape on his bill. Duck man. Okay. I'm gonna, he's <laughs> so going to be named. If we can rename our characters, he's going to be Howard. Howard. <laughs> Howard. <laughs> <sighs> Who wore it better? Howard or Psyduck? Psyduck. <laughs> Howard. Um, Howard. Yes. So Dragon Quest Builders 2 information. And for those who missed our podcast a couple weeks ago, Nintendo accidentally leaked that they are going to be localizing this. What? Dragon Quest Builders 2. Oh, okay. Um, Light Fairy Tale Episode 1 is available now on Steam Early Access if you're interested in an episodic game. <laughs> Oh, I know what that is. That's a Chemco alert. Chemco alert. <laughs> Chemco alert. Uh, yeah, so Cronus Arc um, it has launched on Steam with As Divine Hearts 2 um, coming shortly. And if you play For the King, a new update is coming to the game. What is that game that I always hear that For the King from? It's Hearth- Hearthstone. It's for Hearthstone? Okay. Yeah. All right. And then we had a question of the week. It was. What was your favorite strategy guide? Yeah. So someone in the comments reminded me, I had this amazing Final Fantasy VI guide that wasn't written by any of the guide companies. It was written by the Nintendo Power staff. Yep. Yep. That guide was amazing. Yeah, Nintendo Power used to do strategy guides. I I didn't remember that until this came up. All right. Uh, Feedback from people. Shaman says, I would say the Versus book guide for pokemon ruby and sapphire but a that would be incredibly biased oh, did he work on it um i think he might have submitted something to it oh, or i but mean it never pokemon. came out <laughs> b it never came out because super mario sunshine drove them to bankruptcy oh um i will instead go with the mother series guides either the earthbound one included with the game or the fan gamer produced one for the mother three fan translation that earthbound one was pretty good um strawberry egg says strawberry eggs has another vote for versus books even though i've left the poor book in tatters i would have to say it's the versus books fantasy star online episode one and two guides i especially like the little references to the fan to the original fantasy star games such as enemies in P- pso that are based on earlier monsters and many forms of dark falls slash force it really made me want to play the original games yeah because those are good Versus books had damn good guides back in the day. I didn't have any of those, apparently. They, they were always like $5 cheaper, so kind of nobody would really buy them. But then the, because nobody bought them, they ended up being collector's items. That's how it was with the uh, Final Fantasy Seven one. But it had beautiful artwork in it and stuff. 
All right. Um, Budai says, yeah, this is the one who reminded me. Final Fantasy VI. It's full of some of the greatest video game artwork in Amano's character designs. Yeah, there's two Final Fantasy VI books. One, and I ended up getting one, but the I always wanted the other because it was better. My friend had that one. One of them was like much more text, and I think that's the the one I had, the crappier one. And I think the one you had is the Nintendo one, and that was better. Yep, it had a yeah. lot of Amano artwork in it. Yeah, I have the text one, and that's how I found out about who Amano was. And I fell in love with all of the artwork in that. And Seraphim Kitten says, I loved the Ogre Battle 64 strategy guide. Adorable chibi artworks of griffins and dragons and angels and ogres. Um, Runner-up was Nintendo Power's Secret of Mana. Uh, special was amazing. You know, that's really strange to hear her say she liked the Ogre Battle 64 ones. <laughs> because the Ogre Battle 64 one had a lot of things wrong. <laughs> really? Yeah, like it didn't mention anything about uh, your reputation that's huge in the game on how to get characters. <laughs> oh, listen, wait, an Ogre Battle strategy guy that doesn't deeply discuss reputation. He actually that's mentions that in the chat. I remember it being wrong as often as it was right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was very wrong. And so, really, it's kind of you can't really use it. it. Okay, you can use it, it's good for the maps and such. It's and like Final the artwork, treasures. I think. And the artwork, yeah, yeah, that's nice, but the. Actually, it's like just flat out wrong on how to get certain characters. There's a character you can recruit. <laughs> it tells you you can't get them and you can or something like that. Awesome. So awesome. I'm yeah. just. This is what makes me sad about the Prima Gates got Prima Games closing down because I was actually working on an errata for the Harvest Moon Lane of Hope strategy guide. <laughs> It'll never happen. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Victor says, my old Revelations Persona strategy guide, yes, for the inferior PlayStation version, um, which also happens to be in the West PlayStation Classic lineup, received more use than any other since it had valuable Demon Fusion information. It also auctioned for a very nice price when I sold it. I also want to give an honorable mention to the Bard Tale 2 clue book sold by Electronic Arts. I had to mail order one to beat the game. Wow. (laughs) Which told a fantasy adventure story alongside the usual maps and answers to riddles. Oh, see, that's the best. I miss, forget strategy guides, I miss old game manuals that used to be awesome. Like, you know, the Baldur's Gate 2 manual, which was basically the entire D&D manual inside of it. Um, and the old StarCraft, Diablo, and WoW, or StarCraft and Diablo and Warcraft manuals, <laughs> which are like as much story as they were manual, if not more story. Uh, Vaughn in the chat says, my favorite guide was the Final Fantasy IX strategy guide because it taught me about game FAQs. How did that work? <laughs> All right. So the Final Fantasy IX guide was basically a glorified advertisement for Play Online. Oh, Great. And so it was like, want to know how to get the best weapon for Freya? Log into Play Online and put in this secret code. Oh, I forgot Play Online had that sort of stuff on yep. it. Yep. That didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, no. And even worse was like the Japanese guide was actually a real guide for that game. And Square Enix like begged people not to put that guide and other spoilers online. Hmm. Yeah, recently... Uh... Prima re-released uh, the I think seven, eight, and nine guides in hardback edition, and they completely redid the nine one to include the information that was omitted from the original nine guide. Of course, th- those things are probably retailing for quite a bit now because it was a very limited edition box set that all three guides came in. 
Uh, yeah, I remember. I remember that making me very mad back in the day. I think that's how I discovered RPGClassics.com and ended up uh, printing out the um, list of locations for Chocobo Hot and Cold. Oh yeah, I had that too. Yeah. Where the heck did I print that? I almost think I printed that at, at school. Hang on, when did FF9 come out? I think 2001. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that was in high school. I printed it somewhere. No, 2001 was Final Fantasy X. Oh, okay, so it would have been 2000. Like 99 or 2000, yeah. Yeah. 2000, I think. Because I know I was out of high school when it came out. Uh, release date in North America, November 13th, 2000. Okay. So I was still in high school because I was taking my sixth year. So yeah, I must have printed it on the school's computers. Um, all right, and last little bit of feedback. Joshua, who couldn't be here, says the only guy that sticks out was my X-Wing strategy guide, which had the benefit of not only providing strategies for the missions, but also includes a story to read in between each mission. The stories in that strategy guide set the stage for how TIE Fighter expanded to include a cohesive narrative. Space Sims from the 90s. Good times. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I chimed in a little bit. Mine would be the, that Final Fantasy VI one we talked about. I remember that one fondly. The Ogre Battle, the Super Nintendo one. It's actually kind of... There are not too many of those things. They're, one of my friends happened to have one in. It shows you all the little secret treasure locations, which are almost impossible to know or find. And then many of the item. other... Yep. Find out. Liberation. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all that stuff, which is when you're a kid and there's no good internet back then that tells you the stuff. It's like there's no other way to know where all of this stuff is or how to do it. So fight. I use the Final Fantasy one strategy guide a lot to the point where it started falling apart. Um, Yeah. Yeah. um, My friend played Final Fantasy one so much that they decided to like clear tape their Final Fantasy 1 map so they could fold it and unfold it without damaging it. <laughs> it basically looked like it was laminated. It was so well done. Man, one one of the ones that I have that I I still have even though it's in tatters was the NES Game Atlas. Do you guys remember that one? Oh, yeah. I had a bunch of those. Don't we have kind of like the new version of that that they put out for the uh, NES Classic? I don't remember. So, yeah, um, that's a little different. Okay. But, yeah, the NES game Atlas had that, uh, or had was pretty much the only way to play Legend of Zelda back in the day. But it also had stuff in it for, like, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers and Mega Man and, like, all the Mario 3 stuff. And I remember letting some neighbor kids borrow it, and their three-year-old got a, got a hold of it and just tore Uh-oh. it to ribbons. Oh. And I, I ended up buying another copy of it at a used game store and paying way too much for it. They, they wanted like 20 or 25 bucks for it, but I had to have the NES game Atlas. Atlas. Yeah, I'm going to get a picture of it up here. All right. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, that thing. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. I totally forgot about a game I played last week. I'll have to talk about it next time. I got the uh, the SNK 40, or sorry, the SNK uh, anniversary collection. Yeah. How are you liking it? It's good. It's good. I like it. Right, tell me yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll save it for for next week. Oh, another one well, of note. Not next week. The week after. Oh, 
Yeah, hopefully I'll remember. Yeah, but there's some holiday stuff going on yeah. next week. <laughs> so next week is Thanksgiving. So do we want to do our yearly? What are you thankful for? Yeah, that can be our our question, question of the week. Of the week. Yeah. For, uh, what are you thankful for, gaming wise, this year? Gaming wise in 2018. Here we go. And you'll Sleep have two mode. weeks to answer that. Sleep mode. I like it. <laughs> yes. That's a so, good one. Keep that in mind for when we come back. Oh, man, what will it be? It'll be December 1st. Uh, maybe. Yes. No? Maybe. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I may not be here for that one. I can't remember. I'm going to miss a couple. All right. Oh, well, Vaughn just linked to a knockoff Nintendo guide in the chat that was famous for pretty much copying all the Nintendo Power Guides. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I have never seen this before. It looks awful. <laughs> that clip art on the cover. Oh my gosh. Wow, this is so bad. Anyways, I'm closing that. All right, new releases this week? None. I couldn't find Sir? any. No yeah. RPGs come out this week? I couldn't find any RPGs. If I what? miss something... What? All right, so if you find... um. If you find out a game that was released... What do you know? Week? No one wants to release their game during Thanksgiving. What? Except there are actually several games There's coming Acton out. Acton coming out on Acton. console. Yeah, uh, the console release of Octune, which is already out on PC. So you could do oh, that. It's weird, though, because like the the PlayStation version coming comes out on Tuesday, and then the Xbox version comes out on Friday. Yeah, on Black Friday, no less. You know? yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. All right. Well... Um, yes, jump into Actum Cthulhu Actum. Tactics if you are interested in that game. We played it at PAX, so we really liked it. So it was cool. It's not the kind of game I normally play, but it was fun. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Del North, for writing our music. Thank you, Kelly, for doing our awesome iTunes icon. Thank you, yep. Alice. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Even you've been really quiet. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Have a happy Thanksgiving happy and Thanksgiving, stay safe everybody. on happy Thanksgiving. Yes, we will be back in two weeks. And stay safe on Black Friday. Honestly, nope. the Black Friday side sales mm. have already started. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk. Maybe we'll talk about this next podcast. Yeah, we, we are whelmed. We are whelmed. <laughs> Very whelmed. Yes. So whelmed. <laughs> All right. See everybody in two weeks. Bye. 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 Bye.